you cannot grow more than a few million if you don't have uh, processes and you don't have a structure and you don't have like uh, uh, packaged services in, in a way, you know, and we realized that with the agency as well. Like we, we, we are doing everything for everyone mm-hmm. and it's not scalable, you know, I can yeah. do that and a few other people in the team could do that, but you cannot hire like 10 people that can do like ads and social media and content mm-hmm. and something else, you know, and, and the visual maybe. It's impossible. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk. My name is Stefan, and on this podcast, I have conversations with founders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in technology, simply to learn and discover their journey of building a business in tech. Today, you will listen to me talk with Andrei Stoika. For the past 10 years, Andrei has been a digital marketer, a designer, freelancer, and at last, he claimed the role of an entrepreneur. He developed projects and managed teams for clients all over the world, And today he is building a startup called Brunch. Brunch is a software as a service web app targeting digital experts building and optimizing live websites. In short, it saves you time and money if you're going through the feedback loop nightmare when you are building a new website or upgrading a live one. I know what you're thinking right now. Brunch? What name is that? Well, they called it Brunch because grabbing food is a symbol of sharing news, information and well, food, of course. Currently, Andre and his team have launched a crowdfunding campaign, and if you wish to check them out, head over to sitblink.com or message Andre on LinkedIn. By the way, you should hurry, the campaign is closing shortly. This is my talk with Andre. Enjoy. Hi, Andre, and welcome to Tech Talk. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me here. Um, I'm always happy to talk to people uh, that are, you know, um, frontliners in building the startup ecosystem, digital products uh, out of Romania and, you know, being Romanian even better. Uh, So uh, I'm happy as well to have you over here on the podcast and, you know, pick your brain around uh, what are you doing? What are you building? Who are you? And and, and so on. Um, But before we kind of go into uh, some of the questions that I have prepared for you, um, I just want to open up the conversation by asking you, how often did your friends speak on your name because of like, you know, Stoika, Stoik, like did you had <laughs> in the past uh, any kind of picking on you because of the name uh, or not? I, I mean, no, it's just, not- a, just, a, just a really... A nice, you know, association of stoic, uh, stoic quotes, you know, philosophy and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I I know it's great. It comes usually for like it, it comes for from a, a some some person at the countryside, like some uh, how do you call it? boyer? Yeah. Uh, then the name in in Romania. Uh, and my friends are not like I was raised at the countryside, and most of them are not that uh, uh, into stoicism, stoicism and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, they didn't make that connection usually and not not even the the, the friends in bucharest or abroad um so that that wasn't the problem i i was picked on being a, a bit fat all the time or being being a bit uh you know uh but not because of the name usually so that wasn't the problem on the other hand i i i started to read at some point books about stoicism 
and uh, I kind of find it my religion right now. So it's like it's a yeah. I don't know if it was by chance or just like having the name. I made the connection and I started to read things, but I think it's sort of a philosophy that I like a lot. On on the other hand, so yeah, I'm 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 on the same page with you on the on the stoicism. I like to read it as well a lot, and I get inspired. Like uh, even the fact that you have you know small nuggets information of wisdom that you can just stay on it and, and, you know, think about it, ponder around what did it mean? How does that apply to my life? How can I apply it to my life? Um, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And the, the, you, you have like really good content <laughs> yeah, uh, written by people like a few thousand years ago mm-hmm. um, that are like, sometimes it's way better than what a lot of influencers today write <laughs> or something. So Sometimes it and it's it's not you can read it whenever you want and it gives you a boost of confidence I think so it 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 grounds you as well yeah so I think I, it's, it's a good read all the time like a sort of a Bible thing yeah exactly exactly I agree and uh, um, I was just about to say the Bible and religion I even find uh, Stoicism and not only Stoicism and you know different you know uh, Eastern philosophies Hinduism and uh, um, uh, such such you know writings like uh, the Vedantas, which are yeah. kind of I don't know much useful to do nowadays. Uh, yeah, they're and, healthy. You know, I get, would say. Yeah, much healthier and not so much um, indoctrinated scriptures. And I think it's just uh, it, you know it it does the opposite. It liberates the mind, and it's not uh, yeah. it's not you know putting the mind in a cage or something like that and be like a follower. But um, well. I would definitely have preferred you to answer that uh, friends have been picking on you because of the name and not because uh, of your body weight, uh, but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm happy that you like as well stoicism. Uh, that's uh, that's definitely one point that we have in common, so I'm happy about that. But today we're going to talk about uh, what you are doing and your team uh, are doing, uh, what you are building, and that is brunch. So um, give me... You know, give me the one reason you decided to build brunch, and kind of the story behind it. It's like it, it wasn't like a epiphany or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I had a great idea and then I started to build it. It was more of a. It's more, I think, of a struggle of like the past ten years of building stuff that can scale or building teams or businesses. Um, I had the. I, I was building the agency Stoika and. The, um, we were using a similar tool and it, it didn't do what we wanted. So we just started to build this one and we thought like, it's a, yeah, it's a nice idea. We saw a trend in that direction, like in, in web collaboration that it's, it's not, it's not matured yet where it's like, it's, it's only now starting to grow. Mm-hmm. So we thought like, why, why not try to build something in this direction? Even if we don't, didn't know exactly what, we just started with brunch and uh, we're figuring it out, I think, uh, every day since. So it's it's more like we saw the opportunity in a way and we started to build on that. That's the, the, the well, way it, it went. I guess, I guess um, you know, working in, coming from a background like yours, you know, working with, uh, you know, different, different customers um, nationally, internationally, and, you know, uh, having services to offer, uh, and for such a long time, you get to these kind of insights that, um, you know, allow you to kind of identify a very unique, a very niche opportunity uh, for a product. And um, I think this is one of the many 
reasons and at the same time not so many um that a product can be uh you know successful and uh have you know generate uh let's say you know traction growth and uh, nail that product market fit uh yeah i th- i think it's it's important to have that market insight in a way to understand intimately what what's the actual need there you know and mm-hmm. what's the the problem even though sometimes the the user doesn't understand the problem like like that in a way and it's tricky because you you don't know where the line is between uh building something that is actually not useful and building something that it is useful but then they will recognize the the need when they start using it or something like that so it's like in in general building things that are a bit like right on trend i think it's it's tricky because you have to get the timing right as well yeah i agree and i think since you mentioned um you know um uh teams people that are building products I think that space where it's hard to kind of identify if you're building the right thing for, you know, for the people that you're targeting or the people that you're targeting are, are not the ones that you want to target, but I think yeah. the the you know the user personas, the buying personas are much easier to change than um, you know, identify if what you're building is is right. And I think um I think that's the beauty of maybe product development and startup that this yep. is like an iterative process that you have to go through there's no saas for now just to give you like a a blueprint that this is the right product that you're building right now you should move yeah. on <laughs> it's not because it depends a lot on the team and it depends on the market and on that niche because sometimes you can do an mvp and you can build like a landing page and test the idea just with the landing page and some other times you you cannot do that you know and like for us it was a problem because we were used to building stuff Mm-hmm. so we we just went right into building stuff you know it was like a, a muscle that we 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 built over time and then we realized that we have to do a bit more customer discovery and figure out like if everybody has the same problem and not just because we needed to confirm the business uh, like the the business value or the product model but more about like more because you need to have customers on board since the since day one you know and you need to build with somebody so you have some like when you start having traction you have it with these people that they're they're there since the beginning and you build some followers like right before you you have a product or when you start having a product because otherwise it's a bit late and i think it it takes a bit more to 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 get the traction in a way yeah uh, um so, since you already said that you know you said that you know building and working for um other customers what was what was different um between building for somebody else like a you know a agency customer and starting building for yourself what what changed what was different between those two kind of processes and approaches um you 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 have the risk as well of like not building something that it's useful <laughs> okay um and um you have to decide between like any you know it's like when you have a homework and the teacher tells you like you you can build anything just go for it mm-hmm. it's way harder than <laughs> giving you a, a theme or something you know mm-hmm. like, uh sometimes where it for the for customers it it's it's generally your problem of like having the right competencies and just getting it done you know you're like a carpenter and somebody orders you a, a door or a table or something that's 
you just build it that's the whole thing you have to have the right people and you the right mindset and you get it done you know and you don't care about the strategy behind it and a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. uh or if you build a strategy you 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 help with that too sometimes yeah uh, building your own product it's a sometimes at the beginning it's a problem of making like picking the right product where like you know engaging with the right uh, uh, in the right direction and because you start building and you realize soon after that you it's it's not that easy mm-hmm. and then you think about you having a few other options when you started and you think about like maybe it would have been easier to build this other thing where you know and it's it's a matter of like if if you don't know for sure that in, you're not really into the product and you don't love the idea you'll get uh, demotivated really fast you know mm-hmm. and it's that's like compared to when you build for a client you don't you don't have that demotivating problem you know uh, when you build for yourself and you you are, you are the one that are, is making all the decision you have a lot of pushbacks when you start thinking like maybe it was a wrong idea maybe uh, we shouldn't have started maybe you know uh, Double I, I question the right team decisions. maybe and you're questioning a lot of mm-hmm. your decisions and even if you get some traction and you start building a product and like even for us like customers start saying like yeah it's a nice product i like it it's great and have somebody who comes like and start paying for it without asking you or anything just from the website and and that's a confirmation it's somebody that it's actually using your product and uh, he, she she likes it uh, but even then you you think about like maybe it's just that one person maybe it's not enough where maybe you have 100 people but we don't have like few thousand so it it it's a it's a healthy business model maybe where mm-hmm. you know so you have a lot of like back and forth problems like that with motivation and like yeah that you don't have when you build for somebody else it's their problem yeah yeah exactly i can i can resonate with that definitely um and i'm going even deeper on this question um what what would you say that i mean not in a, in a in a different way did and what did help you um by the fact that you already had a team or worked with a team and did you build the product with that team that you already had in the agency how did that impact it and did it impact in any kind of way like having the team dynamics already in place did that help to kind of move faster with the development or not um and if there were you know other factors like this that helped you at at the at the beginning yeah it, it helps having a team like I, i realized after that it would have helped to have a bigger team and a bigger network <laughs> but uh it helped to have the agency before because you you need something done and it's done in like you know one hour or something it mm-hmm. fast after you don't have to search for the right person and talk and discuss and it takes way less to do some stuff um but it's you have to realize that you share some resources and you you share some like value and you have to pay for them somehow and you cannot you know uh, uh, be a parasite for the the agency or the other team uh because it's it's not sustainable mm-hmm. uh but it helped a lot like and i i thought about the agency since the beginning because i didn't know exactly what like i i know that i want to build really big projects and be a really nice entrepreneur and do it in a healthy way um over time and i i i'm sure that this is my direction and i like a lot what i'm doing um but so i i thought about it in a strategic way 
somehow because if you build capacity and you build competency not just in yourself but also have a team of other people in your network or in your company that you own it's way easier sometimes to build stuff because you can iterate faster and you can try different stuff faster mm-hmm. and then you get to build that other product separately over time yeah so that's what we did with branch like we started it last year uh, under the the agency but then this year we restarted in a way and rebuilt some like part of the technology with mihai and in a, a separate uh, entity like legal entity company mm-hmm. uh, so it was like we tested it first in a way in the agency with with us this is very 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 nice and i really like um kind of how it um you know um started basically because it's very similar to what we are doing at Gray Ventures basically um as a startup studio that's exactly the process that we we are running testing out different ideas internally um uh and um, then spinning them out based on you know their success uh, you know different uh, signals from the market so it's very maybe you know 90% okay, we have to talk more about that <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, it's very similar so um i'm happy to see that you know people like you uh that had and even have in you know today agencies are starting to think more around how and what kind of products they should build you know changing their mindset which is super super important i think the ecosystem and the it kind of industry um needs to do this much more the same thing that you're doing changing your mindset from kind of service based business model to a product based business model because that could um easily generate much higher like uh, you know gdp to the romanian economy and that would that yeah would sure be... and i think it's it's also a matter of like having a product mindset in a service business as well exactly because if you like you cannot grow more than a few million if you don't have uh, processes and you don't have a structure and you don't have like a, a package services in in a way you know and we realized that with the agency as well like we 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 are doing everything for everyone Mm-hmm. and it's not scalable you know i can yeah. do that and a few other people in the team could do that but you cannot hire like 10 people that can do like ads and social media and content mm-hmm. and something else you know and and the visual maybe it's impossible uh, and it cannot be scaled so and it it you know yeah and yeah. Um, and you you have to in and a lot of companies just remain at the at the stage you know they they built the owner is still the most knowledgeable person in the team and i i didn't want that and for sure like everybody who wants to grow a team and in general for the romanian like it ecosystem i think it's really important to for people to realize that it's like in order to scale you have to have a bit of a different mindset and you have to have some structure and some processes yeah i i i agree i fully agree and i'm 100% on 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 the same page with you and you know since you already mentioned you know scalability I had a conversation with um some of the um IT outsourcing you know CEOs from the industry and <clears throat> he he kind of confessed to me that the outsourcing business is is scalable only horizontally and what that mean is basically you have to you know hire more people based on how you know based on the number of growing clients that you have uh within your portfolio and on the other side you have the product led kind of business which is you can scale vertically which means that you can you know scale to many more markets um and generate much more you know turnover and revenue with you know quite a small team i mean you know small can be you know 20 30 people you can have a multi million uh, turnover yeah. business so 
So that I'm, I'm, you know, I just want to say that because it it, it kind of um, fits our kind of fundraising strategy as well for the Gry Venture Studio, and um, we are planning to go to all the CEOs from the Romanian market to kind of say, hey, you've built the market for outsourcing. And, yeah. you know, now let's build, you know, a studio that builds only products and not, yeah. uh, you know, sells or, you know, um, outsources the the services to, you know, to external clients. But this is a long yeah. way to go. So um, <laughs> we still have a lot of work to do. Um, but coming back to brunch, um, are you the kind of the only one building this type of product? Um, like what kind of competitors do you have? Because... Honestly, I've seen different collaboration tools for, you know, for the digital space and digital products. I haven't seen this type of collaboration tools and feedback tools. Um, tell me about it. How is that space? There are a few other companies doing this. None of them mature enough uh, to like take over the market or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's a combination of um, the market like building this need or recognizing the need right now or like in, in this year, the next years because of COVID and the, the way things moved, mm-hmm. the optimization and the review and collaboration with like review and collaboration in general on building or optimizing websites. It's a thing that starts to be uh, visible in the public discussion, you know, like and people start to talk more about this and have this need. Uh, before now, people were more focused on building the actual website, not not optimizing or doing the whole review process. And that happened in like smaller teams in general. And now the teams are bigger and they're remote and you cannot just point to your finger and to your colleague and say like change this year. Um, so I think it's, it's, a, it's a mix between like opportunity in the market and then um, technology as well. Like in, in other companies didn't like as us, we, we have something like the technology, I think it's working right now. Um, but other companies have things that similar. They work maybe a bit different. They have a few more users maybe. But I think um, the difference between us and like other companies, two, three companies that we discovered out there that we sort of like, you know, you appreciate them that they're doing nice things. Um, uh, the difference, I think it's, we try to have a broader um, approach more focused on um, the actual need of the, the the customer and try to figure out based on the need, what's the best solution and not just build a feature. And I think what they're trying to achieve more is just like focusing on that specific adding feedback or comments or changing text. And we try to approach more, we have to have, we try to have more customer discussions and interviews and we take a bit more, took a bit more time and we're still taking a bit more time to discuss with the users and with agencies and figure out exactly like the product market fit mm-hmm. because we saw like other like a, a, a company um, RUTTL or something like that from India that is doing something uh, a similar product mm-hmm. um, they launched on AppSumo for example like one month ago or two months ago and they got like really bad feedback because they launched too soon and the product wasn't good enough and they, oh. it was yeah bad <laughs> And then they got like really bad reviews and everything. So it's like that can break a, a, a product. I think and, that's uh, a, I think that's the opposite of what they say. You know, uh, around the MVP part, uh, that you have to be a, be ashamed of your kind of stage of where you are with the MVP and just go to the to the market so you can get feedback. 
it can also backfire on you. Right? Yeah, that, sure. Like if, if 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 the expectation is set right that you don't have a product and it's beta and whatever, yeah, sure. You mm-hmm. like launch it as soon as possible. That's important. But then if you say you have a product and it's not working and you ask money for it, uh, you have a customer support problem because then you have like a thousand people at your door asking for their money back or like why mm-hmm. something is not working. Yeah. And if you have a team of like three, four, five people, you cannot support that and you do really bad with them. And for what we try to do is it's it's do customer support right and make sure we have like really good fit and have like the first 10, first and then 100 users that are really into the product and like us a lot. And then uh, with that, build further. And we also try to approach it as a, like through a lens of giving feedback in context. And it's a, it's a switch in like mode, like a, a way of working in a way and collaborating online. And it's not just a repository for content and everybody seeing the content, but more also taking that repository in the context of the subject of collaboration. Mm-hmm. And for us, starting with the websites was a good way to to start, I think, because we were recognizing the need in that direction. And, and how, the, yeah. how, how did you go, since you already mentioned around websites and also kind of connecting uh, to the technical part that you were mentioning, from a kind of, from a technical perspective, how do you deal with the website's live feedback? Um, because, you know, I've had a look over on your uh, landing page and so on. So I get to put my link uh, my website link, and then I can, I can, you know, I create account, obviously. And how is that? Does it start like to, you know, uh, does my site website get embedded on the platform and then the live feedback and slash collaboration conversation starts? How is that? What is that process? It's a, it's sort of a mix. Like you, you see the website through the, like what you actually see is the, your website through branch mm-hmm. and it sort of adds a layer on top of it. Sometimes you can like display the website through a proxy and you actually see the live website. Mm-hmm. Some other times we have to copy parts of it because it's not like because of like restrictions. It's, it's, it's hard to like, you have to rewrite some code and display it properly. Yeah. Uh, so you're not seeing the actual website, your actual website, but you see the versions from when you started. And now we're working on a sort of a versioning uh, thing. Um, and then in branch, when you see your website, you can start changing stuff over it. So the idea was that you should be able to take something that you have online and put it through branch and have sort of a window to that object. And that mm-hmm. window will allow you to collaborate everybody in the team seeing the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. like everybody looking at the same thing. I think it's pretty much uh, very. I mean, it's pretty much like uh, the iframe uh, technology. Yeah. Iframe, yes, something like that, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like with, when you have a, when you're at the design stage, you build that thing online, and everybody's seeing that online thing, you know. And it was a big switch from Adobe and building things locally and sharing mm-hmm. to Figma right now, when you actually build everything online and everybody sees the same thing. Yeah, and I think it was a big switch. And now you have things like, like if if you see if you look at the market, for example, on video review and collaboration, there's a, a company Frame.io uh, that just sold to Adobe for like 1.2 billion or something like that. Uh, oh, wow. a few That's months a nice ago. exit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the the idea is that on video because they recognize the need a bit sooner, maybe 
it's something that it's like they build on that and uh, got a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a similar need on on websites and in other kind of like any other types of uh, content. Yeah. I know other guys that are building like review and collaboration on documents, for example, for lawyers, mm-hmm. because you need to have like need to discuss some stuff and it's easy sometimes to discuss them in like, uh, I don't know, when you write them in, when you start them in the Google Docs or something like that. But then if, if you have them in PDF files where you have them in like you just scan them or yeah. things like that, it, it's hard to like copy the text, take it to in the, in the, in the Google Docs. And, you know, it's, it's not in context anymore. It's just like adapting the, the file itself to the medium where you yeah. want to collaborate in. And I think the switch is adapting the medium to the file or the, the object of collaboration. What's and the name of that tool, I think? I don't remember the name. I have a friend who's working as a developer uh, there from uh, Netherlands, I think. Okay, okay. That would be interesting to to kind of get a look into. That that is that would be definitely a good a good tool to have in portfolio. You know, working on on the legal documents and stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, but for us, is like the what we start to build is feedback on images, and we realize that we we can interpret like with machine learning and stuff. We can interpret the the content in in in, in images and and do a like uh, the next step would be that. And then the next step after that is feedback on documents because you, you have the same idea of feedback in context and you just need to put that thing that you need to work on yeah. and share, like review and collaborate on. You add that in the in the tool and you don't have to reshape that content so it's adapted so you can then review and collaborate. You know, it's the actual thing that you're working on. Yeah, I think, I think uh, once you get nailed down uh, the website part, um, I think, you know, having the already brunch being the frame, you can always put whatever you want in that frame in that context. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I think start. that's, yeah, that's the idea, but, uh, you, you know, getting that right, <laughs> that's the complicated part right now. Let's get, let's get to kind of, you know, tens of thousands of users on, on the website yeah. part, and then you can start thinking about the other things. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are kind of, you know, pretty tough challenges to have um, in, in, you know, bringing that, uh, that to life, uh, even the Adobe part, you know, misplaced files and so on. But uh, um, so you are at the, at the beginning and um, looking, you know, kind of at, at your profile, uh, thus being, you know, you have extensive experience in marketing. Um, what do you think it would be, you know, or will be your number one growth driver for brunch? Um, you know, have you had any kind of ideas? Do you have any kind of ideas um, around around that part? Yeah, we like. I, it took me a few years in entrepreneurship and freelancing to realize what is my like, what's my strength in a way, and I think that's empathy. And we try to build on that and like work with the client and figure out exactly what they need and put them first. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're trying to do is to start, like we already started, but we have to do that a lot more in the next few months, uh, build content with them and um, through them get some traction. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you have like sort of a, the idea of product-led growth. And you there's also an idea of like community-led growth in a way, mm-hmm. because you build, if you build right and the community is, uh, is your fan and mm-hmm. they, they like you a lot that will generate growth a lot. And I think that's the only, there, there are like 
there are the only two really important directions that we want to focus in, like building with the product, through the product and building through the community and also being present. Like uh, we do integrations. We started to like have one integration with Zapier and we're working on one with Monday and a few other tools. We plan to do that in the future. And also what we realized, like a, a thing that I want to try a lot more is give branch as a sort of a benefit to communities. And we had a few discussions on that part, like with a few communities of a few thousand people. And uh, they were really open to having like a benefit of branch for a few months. And I think for us is like really friendly feedback from their part. And uh, it's, a, it's a really sort of a friendly group of people you can work with because you, you get referred through the community in a way. And I think it's like the quality of the, the leads in, in, in this way through this like through communities, I think it's it's sort of, it's 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 good in general. Yeah. So we we try to do different stuff right right now, but like, yeah, building with the user in general, I think it's the, the main like silver line in a way. Yeah, I, I think that's great because uh, usually the customer centric uh, products uh, usually tend to stand out in terms of you know what kind of offering what kind of customer support they have what kind of you know product in itself the core product it is so definitely i think that's a that's a good route to go um and um kind of i'm thinking around the fact that you know you you, you previously worked for you know for companies like intel l'oreal metro and many more other you know as uh, you know past uh, experience within the kind of the marketing space and I'd be interested to find out what were some of the kind of challenges in in working and getting these type of accounts as as a customer, and maybe you know put that in comparison to what you're doing today, um, maybe as a as a you know analysis. I think it's a, it's a it's a different approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, what like the the connection i think it's it's branding or how you position yourself and how you what you actually sell and if it's clear enough i think it's it makes the whole selling process in a way uh way easier um but um for bigger companies in general you have to have like a more direct approach and it works like in romania at least direct sales works really well you mm-hmm. have to know somebody who knows somebody and if you get referred then they're your customer um but uh in in more uh if to, to small and medium companies when you sell and you have a product like black branch you have to have pro- you have to provide like value and you have to provide value with the like to bigger companies as well for sure but uh, uh you lead with the connection and you lead with the first contact and then you start building things with branch you have to have the right uh, messaging for them to start considering you because when you 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 have the like you you do the pitch and you you have the first message that they see if they don't get it and they don't feel the need enough to to make an effort they just don't use the product you know you don't convince the manager and then you start getting to know each other and then uh, you start building when like i think for a lot of services businesses you don't need a website that much if you have like a presentation something and you know you you start building something and you're you're good at it that's enough for a branch you have to build a lot of content to to like a gateway to the product in a way and you have mm-hmm. to do the you, messaging is a lot more important i think 
I, I think I think you're right. And what, somehow what I can see is that I think the you know the trust as a customer it's you know it's going into two different places. I mean I think in in, in the situation of you know having customers external customers as a service based agency. Uh, you know, that customer, even in direct sales or doesn't matter, kind of puts the trust in the people and the competency, like you said, you know, previously. And yeah. then in the second case, you know, having a product, a digital product that, you know, customers acquire and can get to use, I think they put the trust in the product that they can, you know, extract the value that the product kind of promises. And um, yeah, they, they see they see the brand a lot more. Like they see yeah. the, the, the entity in itself and the whole image image that you create a lot more than the actual people behind it mm -hmm. and i think it's just a different approach yeah i i'm i agree i think it is a different approach and also kind of connecting one more time back to the kind of the difference between it i was uh, researching or studying uh, the other days around you know customer onboarding and the fact that you know even like you said um that you know you have to convince them with the copywriting with the design with the branding and so on and i don't don't think that the kind of the convincing or the uh, trust winning of the customer ends there i think also on the customer onboarding part because i was reading um the fact that you know if you don't do a customer onboarding which is right and kind of push the user to as fast as possible to the point that they can see what kind of value the product uh, is offering, you know, the churn is really, really high. So yeah. I, I thought that it was fascinating. You know, I mean, you can build out an amazing website and then you can still have a big churn because of your customer onboarding and this, you know, customer support, like you said, there's a lot of things going into that part. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, I think it's, it's easier to be available. Like if you're just there for the customers and you reply to questions and you're just available for them, mm -hmm. I think, uh, in you, you're, and you lead with empathy. Uh, I think that sh shortcuts the the whole process. But then when you start scaling, it's it's harder to do that. So you have to build processes or like these systems and structures to compensate for uh, your lack of, lack of ability, like ability to be available. Because you yeah. won't be like what like ten thousand users, you won't be able to reply to every message. Um, I agree, and. I was I was thinking about the fact that you know like being a product uh, product led business or product based business um, you know you have to have a really good marketing engine behind it so and the fact that Romanian startups at least the ones that I kind of met and so on um, are still lacking some you know some proper skills and proper you know department building of marketing within those startups and still kind of relying themselves on different other kinds of strategies that are not suited for product-based businesses. So kind of my question is, because I'm kind of building my <laughs> my um, my uh, road to my question is, what would be your kind of minimum marketing tech stack um, and or settings that, you know, without which you would not start um, marketing your product? Like what are the bare minimum that you have to have? Depending on the product, the Facebook, LinkedIn, or, or TikTok account, I would say. Um, and that's it. Like if I, I think if you don't have to have a lot of technology at the beginning or anything, because it like more technology takes more time to implement and manage. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a problem. And for us as well, like for, for me personally, I know I have to communicate a lot more 
and it was a problem of like getting used to it and um being afraid of what other people would say and like just being out there and be uh, visible mm-hmm. and that visibility i think you can create it with just a social media account or or anything just being you know uh, starting writing about your opinions and uh, um explaining your intention and trying to help mm-hmm. and you do, you don't need a big stack for for that you know you like a spreadsheet like a good an email account and a social media account i think it's it's enough in a way because i yeah. i i even built like a we like with the agency we were building a lot of websites mm-hmm. and uh, i had a lot of discussions where i i had to convince people that they don't need the website you know uh, because they were trying to we need the logo and we need the website and the, what what stage are you in like i'm just building i have an idea and i have to build the website and the logo and and I was like, no, don't start with that. It will take you like a few months and you still didn't do anything in the direction of building and testing your product, you know, after a few months. Compared to like if, if you start with the post on social media and like a form to see or like an email address for people to reply if they like your idea or like just have some sort of conversion, that's a thing you do in half an hour and it's a way to test your product or test your idea, you know? Yeah. And it's a way better first step than anything yeah of course we, we yeah. didn't do it like that with branch <laughs> uh but yeah you know you um, how, how did you do it with branch what kind of you know what kind of tech stack you have over there in terms of um i think marketing of course like i think you i mean you 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 are a hubspot certified uh partner right so i yeah i, I think you have hubspot what else do you think it's kind of mm-hmm. let's go beyond kind of early days or you know yeah. you know at the idea stage let's go you know at the stage that you have the product and you have to take an account you know customer support and and, yeah. and that part so maybe you know what would be the tools that you need over there we we don't have hubspot for that it's it's hubspot is great for b2b companies is not great for like it's it not for products that much mm-hmm. um it's it's not built like that yet um but we had intercom and we still have intercom which has a startup uh, version for 65 dollars per month mm-hmm. um and i think that's a, a, a really good tool like intercom it's it's great uh, mm-hmm. to have for any kind of product because you, you 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 are available and you have like they have a phone app and everything so you can get to on the road to talk with customers if they write to you and uh, we have Slack for internet communication. I think that's great as well. And uh, we have Notion, um, which is like a knowledge management wiki tool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for marketing as well, because instead of building messages every time and building you know, structures, you get to build them in a place and then optimize over time. And it's way easier if you build it like, uh, like that um and it, it's it's just like in in a way i think it's it it helps also with asynchronous communication you you get to build something in one place and then another team member can contribute after and you don't have to like wait for somebody to reply to your email or and we we tend to do that through proxies like not not over email but more on you build it on nation notion and uh, somebody else like just adds comments and co- collaborates like that and I guess I, I, other than that, we don't have, I think, anything else. Uh-huh. I guess, I guess uh, Notion can also be used for 
uh, you know, checklists, procedures, and processes and stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Because like when we, I used it with the agency as well, something similar. Um, because you, you start to have like, you onboard the customer, for example, and you do that however you think at the beginning, and then you do it a second time, and then you start writing things and documenting things. And then the third time and the 10th time, it's uh, you, you realize that you, you change something and you go and change it in the document as well. Mm-hmm. And when somebody else joins the team, they will just see whatever you did and what's your process and your links to resources and stuff like that. And it's way easier. And I think for a product, it's really important to document the processes and uh, any, any kind of like strategy content you have uh because you 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 have to grow fast and to onboard people fast you have to build like this processes and you you start growing fast after i don't know seven people in the team i guess or something like that and uh you you don't have the time to like take a few months and build the procedures and processes you you have to build them ongoing like from the beginning i think yeah i think it's really it's, it's super useful and helpful, uh, you know, for getting up and running uh, super fast in terms of onboarding, whatever, clients, uh, new employees, and so on. So, yeah. Um, awesome. I really like that. Uh, the fact that, you know, um, Intercom, I've, I've, I know that Intercom is super great um, and we're planning to use that as well. We haven't used it until, um, until now, but we are planning to use it. Um, but... Um, on branch, you kind of, you know, you recently raised uh, your seed round, uh, you know, 250K from Ultia Ventures. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious, how was that process for you? You know, coming from an agency, maybe perspective, how, how was that process for you? Was it hard? Was it easy? Um, you know, and um, ultimately, you know, what do you think made them decide to invest in, in, in branch? Um, Mihai, it wasn't that hard, you know, in a way. It's like uh, we were building the product and we wanted to get a bit more traction to start uh, talking with investors. Uh, but in the meantime, this spring, Mihai started to, like, like he, I think, contacted us where we started to have a discussion. And because he was working, he worked before on Modex, uh, another company's, company of his, um, worked with uh, Razvan before. We, we kind of have like, we, we knew each other in a way. And um, uh, yeah, we, we just started to talk and she was like, would you be interested in, a, in an investment? We had the first pitch and then we, we had a few other discussions uh, and we just talked with him there. It was just like that, you know, uh, it was a, an opportunity to just, just was there, but we were building the product since last year and we were, uh, you know, we were planning to do bootstrap until we, we had some traction and then get some funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we realized also that we it's hard for us to fund it because we realized we need a few tens, hundreds of thousands to 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 make sure we we get some somewhere. Yeah. Um, so he he just came with this opportunity and we didn't know the market at all. Like I, I I was doing business services business services and not products and not investments and so he had to learn a lot of stuff as well. But he's there with us to teach us uh, as well and to to consult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, I think for us, like, I, I realized like I'm trying to build brunch right now and it's a product that we have and we, we want to take it like to as far as possible and like, just 
really, I, I'm really confident that we can build a really good product. Uh, but it won't be the last product that I built, you know. So it, we have to start somewhere and like build on an opportunity we have right now and with the people that we have in our network, mm-hmm. and then just build step by step from there, you know. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, um, I think that was what some of the easiest funding round <laughs> I've heard so far. But uh, I do kind of see between the lines that, and between you know the the, um, the lines that you between the answer, the fact that you know if if Mihai already knew Razvan, uh, it you know it pretty much ticks the box of the team and. The second part is, you know, having invested uh, over one year of, you know, development into the product, it kind of says a lot for an investor that, okay, these guys are really serious about the product. Yeah. They like the approach and so on. So I kind of understand yeah, and, the decision-making behind it. So, yeah. Yeah. And they tested the product as well. And we have a few rounds of pitching and discussions and it wasn't like from one day to another or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. We signed some contracts and it was a process there, mm-hmm. but then we didn't do much effort for like to search it it was mm-hmm. more of like it something came up at some point and i i strongly believe in general in like fate or like in you know building the right way and things will happen mm-hmm. you, know? you have to make an effort but you, you're not sure that it will happen when you want it or you know but at some point over time it it, it just happens like things add up and i think it was a sort of a thing that added up because like i i had a I I know a lot of people as well, and probably if he asked around about how I'm doing and like if he can have like if he can trust us and stuff like that, uh, I'm sure that the, the answer was yes, yes from everybody. And you know, but you build that over time, and you you do a lot of freelancing and like you know uh, even like free work and a lot of stuff <laughs> to yeah. to build like trust with people. I think. I think uh, I mean you've built out you know uh, all, since we already since we started the conversation around stoicism, you've built out uh, karma points you know yeah karma I'm, points. I'm gathering <laughs> that every day, uh, and uh, I can relate to that because uh, we were in in a similar situation like two days ago, um, so we uh, signed the first external B two C startup which is in fashion. Uh, and they did exactly the same thing. They went out and uh, asked um, our kind of some some of our previous um, agency engagements um, before we were a studio. So and they had as well a positive feedback around us. And then kind of that decided made them decide that it's a yes from from their side to kind of join the studio. So that was uh, I can relate to that uh, yeah. perfectly. Um, so yeah, so you 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 raised. Uh, the seed round. Uh, what are your plans uh, around? You know, using the funds. Funds are they going to go into pure development, or is there anything uh, else that you have planned out? It's it's going for a few months into pure development already, and uh, we're we're working a lot on like customer discovery and sales. So we try to build a a, a group of people in the target group around us that we communicate with constantly. And in parallel, we try to get some traction and get some like community partnerships and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like that there are a lot of like direction and we try to build a team as well. And we we want to raise like uh, uh, this end of month, we'll start a campaign on Seedblink, mm-hmm. planning to raise like 285k mm-hmm. um, as well. And uh, Ulpia and Mihai and a few other people will lead the round, but we also need a lot of like investors from the platform to 
to to do it right and okay. uh, yeah so we we just plan to take it step by step and like we we want to build the product like we we build the product we took it to a point where i think we we have a good product uh and tested the market product market fit a bit we need to do that over the next few months as well and start building content and building a team a bit more um and we plan to do the round on seedling right now and then in summer next year if like the plan is to take it to like 5000k in mrr by the end of the year mm-hmm. and then next year to take it to 20000 or something like this like mm-hmm. hopefully and we try to we have to grow like really fast mm-hmm. until then but uh, if we do that we do around like and we will do that i'm sure uh, we'll do another round in summer like a big one like regional and something like that to get a few million probably to and from there we plan to scale and get really big and you know and i'm sure like if we do it right and we do it with strategy and with, like with the right people in the team i'm i'm sure we'll get there sometimes it takes a bit less or like longer and we try to have like to keep our costs as low as possible so we have like a low burn rate so we survive until we get there uh, but we also try to do it as fast as possible so people can see like the investors can see traction and people in the market yeah. can see that yeah exactly we're not stalling and we're not like taking a few years to get to product market fit or whatever we're doing things in a few months and they, they yeah you build trust with that and they will want to invest more and take the product further you're not going to burn money on on parties and <laughs> yeah and so exactly yeah. And, and not even on people like we we uh, until now we don't even have like employees we have like everybody in contracts mm-hmm. i know that everybody would switch to employees after seedling but uh we yeah we build value but in a sustainable way yeah. uh, sort of because we, it's important to you have an asset and you want to build it and not like the first rule is not to die i think it's like just stay alive and exactly exactly figure it out after yeah, uh, I, I I like very much uh, on how kind of you thought this through and the approach slash mindset that you have around uh, you know um, bootstrapping. Since you already have the bootstrapping mindset from from your agency, I think um, you're doing a, a, an amazing job with with brunch and um, um, with you know the traction that you have so far. I think it's going to be uh, just just a you know just a growing effect. Uh, you know while you nail product market fit and, and so on. And definitely the fund is going to help. So uh, whoever is listening right now, uh, if, uh, you know, if you like brunch uh, or no, go visit brunch, try it out. Uh, and uh, if you like brunch and you know somebody that, you know, invest or not, um, head over seedblink.com and uh, check out their campaign. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe Andre, you will get a, uh, an investor through our conversation, but um, I'm kind of, you know, I kind of got to my, but um, I kind of got to my last question, and um, it's a it's a funny question. At least that's how I see it from my <laughs> perspective. Uh, so, Andre, um, my final question is: Why the name brunch? Um, it's because we. I have like I buy a lot of domains. <laughs> it's a problem. Um uh, and sometimes I have the I, same I have, bug, I, by the way. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people apparently. Uh, and uh, I I had a product a project at some point with Impact Hub with like feedback branch and the idea of like getting people around 
in a circle for a sort of a brunch and give feedback and uh and then from there it just like it just stayed with me the idea that i think it's 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 important for giving collaboration in general to feel like a, a brunch like a, a table with friends where you um you know you 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 just get to talk to each other like at a brunch you know you're yeah. never the intention is good and it's pure and it's like friendly yeah and you're never like like battling over something and you're just like having that. lunch and talking you know so that's the feeling that we want to build with the product so that's why it's brunch that's amazing that's just amazing even the fact i mean that's a great answer uh first of all <laughs> to end the conversation and uh, second of all that's a great kind of way of um embedding the philosophy into uh you know into a brand name and i think it's going to go even to the kind of the, the company culture and everything if you're going to keeping yeah. you're going to keep it like that with this philosophy that's awesome um it's the first time i hear it um i'm not uh kind of i'm 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 not used to it to go maybe so so deep into brand building when I'm thinking about names, but this is definitely yeah. I, I did a lot of marketing. My top so one. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah. Awesome, Andre. Um, I'm wishing you the best of luck with brunch. Uh, definitely, it's not going to be our last conversation and our last uh, kind of um, engagement. Um, but best of luck to brunch, and we're looking out, uh, you know, for you to you know to uh for the next um pr press release uh around the next uh, fundraising round and uh, of course uh, best of luck to you andre and uh, your team thanks a lot thank you thanks for the talk and the opportunity to be here in the podcast it was great having you yeah cheers thanks cheers thanks for listening go to your favorite app whatever you like to listen to your favorite podcast Click the follow button and stay connected and get notified immediately when we publish a new episode. Take care.